This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I just found out my married son had an affair and the woman may be pregnant. I breastfed all my children at the same time. I also breastfed my husband. What? what? That's all fun and everything. And then all of a sudden this thought creeps into my head. What if I teleport to the roof? You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? Teat's not exactly that long. Like, it's not like it was, a, it was like a <laughs> teepa did this. We should edit that out. Needless to say, we wind up having sex. Whoa! Meg! I think my life without television would have been drastically different. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Huh? My husband thinks it's super. Oh, man. Do we know the good shit? We absolutely do. Have you gotten a drink thrown at you? Uh, I've been with you when you've gotten drinks thrown at you. But I will say this. No one gets more unsolicited drinks thrown at them than now. Chris Man's 08, Venmo. They were daddy conversations, they were mommy conversations. Play this was a mistake. How do you on the show was a mistake? Here's my thought. Mm-hmm. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. The dating life in general should have just straight up contracts. Should be like sports. What's up, everybody? We are back, dear Alvi. We're finally back, Chris. So much enthusiasm. I know, because I've had about a month and a half to do it. Wow. We haven't recorded since basically the last time we recorded. For those of you that aren't able to be here, which is everyone, uh, Al's also with a big smile on his face with all this, I'm too. Excited He's excited so to be back. excited. I'm excited right Chris now. is here. Hi. Chuck's here. Hello. Wow. Very, very <laughs> nice. That's very baritone. Yeah. That's good. Going, Alvi? <laughs> Chris, good to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming by. So we've got a lot to cover. Um, in true Dear Alby fashion, just met Chuck about 10 minutes ago. Uh, which it's going is, great. It's what we do, yeah. 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 We get, we're, we're really, everyone's clicking. Um, but a lot to, lot to cover real quick in our personal life. Um, we went to Florida, went to Disney, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, got probably the best picture of Marky of all time on, uh, uh, the, frozen on the Frozen Ride, ride yeah. which was amazing. Um, a lot's happened even on the show since we were gone. A couple of things. Number one, guys, if you're gonna write in, we are going to read the questions as is. We're going to say it again. If it's you like got to use a fake name, use a fake name. Because apparently there are real-life consequences to the things that people are writing into this show. We have a Ron Burgundy approach to this, and we are just going to read what's put in front of us. Word for word, letter for letter. So use an alias. Or truthfully, don't, because it doesn't affect me either way. And honestly, 
I just only see good things happening for the podcast if you keep using your real name because eventually we're going to make the news. But <laughs> <laughs> it's your life, not mine, man. If well, I were you, I would use a fake name. To put some context behind that, we've had some people writing in after they have been featured on the, on the show that I guess they're, you know, members of their family, friends, whomever – have been listening to the show as well and hearing the things that they've been admitting. So Chuck, I mean, you can imagine what it would be like for you in your situation, you know, a friend, or are you married, Chuck? No, I'm not. Well, we're gonna get into this, obviously. <laughs> That's why you're here. Yeah. But um, if you were in a relationship, whatever, that somebody's writing in saying all these things about the relationship and you can kind of like reverse engineer the fact that it's about you, yeah. you'd be pretty upset. I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, so, that, so if, if you got some concerns, um, use a fake name. That's all we're saying. We're okay with it. Uh, but overall, you guys have really been bringing it with the questions. It's been fantastic. Um, dear Albie Mailbag at gmail.com. Other than that, uh, I got a tattoo. You did get a tattoo. I, I got a tattoo. Chris brought it up the second I got here. What do you think? Um, it says IV. I've told people that <laughs> people are like, hey, what did Al get tattooed? And I wrote uh, an IV. And they're like, like a blood drip? And I'm like, yeah, so I, I'm just going with it for it's, people that are asking. It's the Roman numeral four. It's the Roman numeral four, Cadal's the fourth. Um, that's on your license, passport, other information. You don't need it tattooed on your body? No, I don't. But there was a reason. So one of my, one of my favorite conversations when I was younger was with my dad wanting to get a tattoo, and he said, absolutely not, no way, no way, no way. So I always said to myself, well, I'm going to get a four. I'm going to ask dad to get a three, which he probably won't do. And if one day I have a son and he asks me to get a tattoo, I'm going to say, yeah, you can get a five in the same spot, blah, 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 blah. Now, I end up getting it. My other, All my other tattoos are you can't see them. All my other tattoos. Yeah. Chuck, you don't know my brother's anatomy all that well. He has, he has, is that the right word? Yeah. He has one tattoo. He has one yeah, other tattoo. So all of them. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's this bracelet that's on my wrist, yeah. but tattooed. But when it's on paper or on his body in this case, it looks like the Ebola virus. Like, do you remember the virus that was on the news? <laughs> like the, like the strands, like the, oh, the logo they used? Oh, I was in Liberia when that was going down like oh, really? years ago. Yeah. So like the live you said that you were in the library no liberia liberia Barovia, west africa wow. where it starts to really go off see that yeah. so that's actually i was wondering a good way to introduce uh, chuck and and um and his expertise because it's fun i think it's fun for the audience because uh i think we have a lot of we have a big female audience right yeah. so females typically get um asked to they get proposed to chuck what happens what's the next step after that they go see you why all or right. before that. Yeah. yeah. I, that, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been engaged. I don't. It's not in the future for me, so I, I don't know the steps. Well, we're going to educate the ladies and yourself then. Right? Please. No, I mean, it's a pretty simple process. I think it starts with the, the guy, really, but they get a lot of hints, especially if they've been together with their lady for a while. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so it depends. I mean, some ladies want to be really involved in it. They, like, they want to control the process from start to finish. Other guys want to do the good old-fashioned way, which is just surprise them. And then, uh, and you are a diamond dealer or like a jeweler in the ring purpose? I, yeah. We purposely don't ask a lot of questions when we meet people because we want to do this on air. Sure. And also because we just talk about other stuff by accident before we start recording. That's true. So that's kind of yeah, how this sounds happened. organic. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, but well, I got, um, how should I put it? I've been in like every facet of the industry since, well, let's say 20, 25 years. I'm like a third generation diamond dealer and jeweler. My mom was actually born in West Africa. I currently reside in South Africa, back and forth. So I've actually done everything what's called from like uh, from the mind to the finger. 
Wow. Actually, sometimes considered like from the mind to the mistress, depending on who you're. Yeah, rock I like for. that. But um, but yeah, I've been a mine manager. I've uh, dealt in rough diamonds. I've cut diamonds, and then we do um, actually custom jewelry. So any question you have from start to finish, where it's coming from and how it ends up getting on someone's you know body uh, anatomy, like you know, <laughs> you can. Uh, I, I know it. I've been doing it for a while. So that's crazy. So what's what's running a diamond mine like? Um, it's hectic. Um. It's grimy. It's dirty. There's no real glamour in it. It gets glamorous once it's cut. And it well, what does it look it. like when it comes out of the mine? Is it just a bunch of like, like, literally like, just like a like rocks? How do you tell there's a diamond in a great in question. the rough? Yeah, yeah. yeah there great, you go. Great, great question. Um, it's got certain properties that you know from you know just looking at it. Sometimes it look like perfect crystals. Like to get pretty technical, like octahedrons or dodecahedrons, if you can uh, remember your old. Right, like, we talk about dodecahedrons a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Serious? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, look, it comes in every color of the rainbow. Uh, sometimes it's a perfect crystal. Other times it just looks like a beat up like pebble. So you just got to know where in the world you are, and when you see it, you got to look for certain properties, and then you just buy it, cut it. I mean, obviously, I'm making it seem a lot yeah, easier than it is. Yeah, you make it pretty simple just now. <laughs> I'm going to go grab myself a shovel yeah. and yeah, yeah, hit the exactly. streets. Well, come visit me in Africa. There's definitely opportunities there. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much the short of it or long of the short of it. That's pretty All hardcore. Right. Yeah. Like so that. we have a we have a uh, engagement episode prepared for a different day. Today, we're talking about food instead. Oh, okay. Um, so should we just get right into it? The episode is my favorite episode title of all time, Chris Manso 8, A-T-E. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Chuck, are you, big, are you a foodie? Are I you, love eating. You like going out, going to dinner, going, or like you're more of a home cook style? I'm starting to cook more at home, actually. Yeah? Control what you're eating, your portions, all that. My yeah. kitchen is like a glorified Easy Bake Oven. I have the smallest kitchen that ever existed, so I don't do any cooking anymore, but I love to cook. I just I don't have the space. Um, Al? Yes, Chris. Would you consider? I consider you like a simple eater. Define that for me. And you just eat like the same six things. I like what I like. You know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a simple eater. I just I enjoy what I enjoy. So, first question: We're starting a little light. Um, this is an interesting question, especially for me, because now I've, I've made. If anyone follows me on social media, it's pretty much the only thing I talk about. Uh, I'm in the restaurant business now. We're actually sitting right here in the restaurant, 10th Street, and. Uh, how much do you tip when you pick up an order? That's, That's the first question, question that we've received. Question, yeah. Well, do you, do you feel that, I mean... I'll say this. Go ahead. As someone who, I, I'm a merchant of, of pickup orders in the pizza business. It's mostly pickups for us. Um, I don't expect, when anyone leaves a tip, I'm like, huh. Look at this guy. Yeah, I, I didn't he think you tipped on some, He must have some job. I, I just don't <laughs> give me $1.50. I'm like, all right, ball in my bed. So I don't, I don't ever expect um, – let that pass. So um, I, as someone who is on the transact, in that transaction all the time, I never – I don't think anyone expects tips from pickup orders. But that being said, I always leave a tip at a pickup order. You leave a tip at a pickup order? I do. I think it depends on where it is. I don't yeah. think I do that much. And a lot of it comes down to me, like the change, the amount of change that there is sometimes. Like if I, so you could have the scraps you don't want. Well, no, like to me, like if there's like, oh, this. hey, you know, it's, it's, you know, 16 bucks, leave it 20, walk out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. See, that's, that's a lot. I was thinking the opposite. I thought like when they handed him like four nickels, he just threw it back at him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I tip. 
which honestly, one of the spots that I think the whole tipping concept is weird because one of the people that I feel like should definitely get tipped in the state of New Jersey are gas station attendants. They should 100% get tips. Mm -hmm. And if I'm tipping at a friggin' Starbucks, why the hell would I not tip a gas station attendant? Um, I mean, I'll give you that. I don't, for those that don't know, Chuck, you don't know much about me yet. I don't drive. I don't remember the last time that I drove. So I, I don't. I do. And it was terrifying. I just, <laughs> and you shouldn't I, drive. Right? I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll give you that. No, because think about it. So, Chuck, are you from New Jersey? Yeah, originally. Okay. So, conceptually speaking, that is, especially when it's cold out, when you're looking at a service, I paid for something and you're going to give it to me type of a thing, right? I don't know of one that's more like, in a lot of ways, kind of like a, like a, a pain in the ass convenience that you're saving me. Than that one, I'm not getting out of my car. I'm not stopping. Well, you know, you got to stop the car. But like, I'm not stopping what I'm doing, you know. And if I'm gonna tip a guy that's giving me a drink, especially if you, if somebody pours you a shot, what took more effort? Okay, forty dollars of gasoline or a quick shot. See, but what I, the reason I tip when I do a pickup order is I, and again, I have a different perspective of the restaurant business than than most do. I guess I look at it as I'm not tipping you for handing me a box. It's just all the other stuff that you did to, to, for that box to get there. You have to answer the phone, one of many phone calls that came through. And you have to deal with it. You have to make sure it gets done in a timely fashion. There's more than just handing someone a box. It's just, you know, when you call, the, I know that the, that the phone's always ringing in certain places, not all the places, obviously. It's more like, hey, I know you're having a day. Here's $2 on top of it. I agree with Albie, though. Like, I think this location, if the, if the restaurant's, like, geared for takeaways – then I'm like less inclined to leave money. But if it's like a restaurant that they maybe don't do it as much, like I feel like I'm obligated maybe to give a couple extra bucks. But that's a nicer spot. That does make sense. But you realize that you're both just kind of shooting and just assuming on that. What like, do you mean? Because I know a lot of places, like you wouldn't probably assume, I don't want to put any spots here and I'm looking on the spot, but like just I talked to a lot of other business owners and stuff like that. And I, I was shocked to learn like a lot of the places that are nicer, like there's a nicer steakhouse in town. They do a ton of pickup business, like a ton. I feel like I've never seen that. And a, a ton. Like I, I love Augustino's. I, I, yep. I don't mind saying their name. Augustino's is a great restaurant here in town. Uh, I talked to them about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, people. I mean, our regulars, if they're not here, you know, I have a table. I go there once a month." And they say, "You're like one of the only people that are here once a month that aren't here once a week picking up food." You wouldn't expect that there. Um, so all, you're just going off of oh, it's it. pizza, oh, it's sushi, oh, it's this. But the I've truth also is, never like, seen it. The place, some places are just busy because they're good as opposed to like, – like there's there's good steakhouses here in town that I would be willing to bet do more delivery and pickup than a bad pizza place. I think I've done that before though at Augustino's because I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I did that one time, um, a, a pickup order. But what I'll say is like what's weird about that is I don't see it. Like every time I've been in a nice spot, I don't usually see you know takeout orders going out of there. But – I do think in a weird way, I'd almost be more inclined to tip there than let's say just the local Chinese place that you know yeah. you walk in and walk out. Hmm. Which is sort of a reason. You too. Like they're putting a lot of effort, whomever it is, but like maybe, the, yeah. in the case of the shot bartender, like if I go to the bar right now, it's one o'clock on a Monday and you pour me a shot, I'm gonna tip you whatever feels necessary if that's all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. If it's a Friday night and I ordered one shot and I'm what I'm just I watch what the person's doing. If you're running around, even if my service isn't great if the reason the service isn't great is because you're getting your ass kicked and you're the only person on the floor or whatever it is, I'm more inclined to tip that person, you know? But if my service is great and the room is empty, but like, and by great, I mean like you hear the bell ring, the food comes over, they kind of walk away. It's not, 
Like I am almost more impressed by someone that's just working harder and, and isn't as attentive. As it, it's sense. the whole concept to me is weird. Like like I was out I was out to dinner. It was a nice spot where I knew the guy that I was with was going to end up picking up the bill. Okay, so I went and got a really nice bottle of wine and paid for it on the side before they brought it out, so it wouldn't hit the bill. Be like here, you know. And I felt really weird in that moment because I'm like I'm about to get nailed because you know basically. You know, obviously there's a crazy upcharge to get a bottle of wine at a, at a spot to begin with for nothing more than a guy pulling a cork out. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's kind of par for the course. You take it. You got to do what you got to do. But it's just so weird to me because there's a lot of things that I feel like are way more important that you don't tip for. And it, it's just a very strange I have a lot of dear Abbeys here, but they're all about – like a lot of them start with tipping. So I kind of want to – I have a question first though. Um, I already forgot it. All right, here we go. Nice. So I was reading a couple things just now. So, so is there, do you have like a dinner, uh, whoever you're at dinner with, a dinner guest or a date or a friend dinner, anything, a pet peeve, like, oh, I don't like if I'm at dinner with you and you do this? Ooh. I got one, but it's really like, you know, <laughs> it's like um, after um, people eat, like I like toothpicks. I like maybe some of those like floss or whatever, but when people like the whole time start picking out their teeth and make this noise, the okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I can get particular. it. Yeah, no, it's very particular. Yeah, it's particular. It's just not like something that. I've come across often yeah. enough to to agree. Mm-hmm. Al, a pet peeve that like someone that I go to dinner with, what they do? No, just just any like oh man, I like a, almost mm. a red flag. Of, like, I Chris, you get like... you get really loud at dinner, Chris. You <laughs> get loud. We're going to dinner. You get loud. loud or? I I don't I I mean I think you talk loud. All right, but I, that's not the question. <laughs> the question wasn't, "What's your problem no. with having dinner with me?" No, quiet down. The question, the question is, is there a dinner pet peeve? Is it yeah. people talking? People loudly? talking too loud. You and, talk too and loud. And I abuse that. Quiet that's down. fine. Got you. I don't like now that we're throwing this game around. I don't like when people are on their phones at dinner the entire fucking time. But you don't hear me complaining I very agree. often. Some people. Now, I, Al, no, Al Speaking is, of taking calls, mom just called. Should I take it? Uh, Al is an abuser of the phone at, in all in all circumstances, but especially at dinner. But those are probably that's probably my biggest. If anyone's on the phone while we're there, Hold or on, Chris, mom's hey mom. Yeah, I mean, do we we want her. Put her on speaker. Why would you? Hold on, Ma, you're on the show. On the show. You're on the show. You're live. The show. Right now, live. Special. Nice. Uh, how far out are you? What? I can't. How far out are you? So yes, come or don't come. Is she using it? Is she using it? <laughs> no, no, She's sending guys? Morse code? Oh, you're coming. <laughs> that noise? Tell her to come. She's yeah, come. come. Alright, All right, so I guess mom's going to join the show in just a little bit. Um, what did, We have to get to the bottom of what that noise was just now. You hear that? Al, something's that, caught Al's, yeah, something's yeah. Caught Al's eye. Is she, a young she, dog walker. Does she work for the post office? <laughs> that girl? Yeah, no, she's, look, a, she's clearly like a, a dog. Walker. A look, oh, I'm sorry. I look like a post office. She has a thousand leashes around her waist. Why don't I own a dog? Yeah. <laughs> you should bring her in when she comes back. Honestly, that might be the best way to find a co-host. Just like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> majestic, yeah, yeah. It's a majestic dog she's walking too. Um, at dinner, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't like when people are on their phone too much, but I really don't like. Um, I've never, I've never sent anything back. I don't. If I order a fish and chicken comes out, I'm eating chicken. There's one time I sent something back. It's because I ordered a chicken sandwich and they just sent bread, <laughs> like the bun. I, I was like, there is no chicken in this chicken sandwich. So here's an That's example. That's the only thing I would like. We just went to the diner earlier, and he doesn't like scrambled. Nando here, but uh, he likes sunny side up. They delivered it 
not sunny side up. He's such a nice guy. I didn't send it back. Just dealt with it. Actually made me eat his eggs that I didn't want. Oh, you didn't eat eggs at all? Oh. Yeah. Wow. So I had them. Yeah. I, what I would you do there do in that, that instance? Send it back? Leave less of a tip? It depends what it is. They also didn't bring up fries. Yeah. Wow. I've you never, you ever totally stiff so I've never totally stiffed someone. No matter how bad it, I've had some bad experiences too. I've never totally stiffed somebody. I don't think so. I, you know what I've done more than once? I've, I've just walked out of restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Well, not after you've eaten. Stuff, oh, after yeah. I've ordered and it's been like like way too long and then empty. And again, I respect like the busyness of a restaurant. I have, I'm on the complete opposite end of a not busy restaurant. Like if you're not busy, you better be on my ass. So if you're like, yeah. if you're slow and you're not, you just don't seem to care in a completely empty place and I'm watching you not care, I'll just leave. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not. Well, I did that with Lauren not too long ago, and she was a little upset. Has your it. restaurant perspective changed so much. with Marky? Um, in what way? Well, I'll tell you, yeah. You know why? Because Marky's a great kid. Marky's a very good – I'm not saying it because I'm biased. Marky's a good restaurant baby because I see a lot of kids here. I never blame kids. I think kids are – kids, you know, they don't have much control over what they do. But, like, it's tough when you go to a restaurant and there's a kid or as a guest even – kid freaking out like I don't know I've never been a parent I don't know what I would do if that's uncomfortable do you go outside do you say like shit happens I still gotta eat you know it's kind of tough but um, it's harder for me to like justify it because I see Marky as like just a she's always in my niece Mm -hmm. is always in a restaurant she's always really good so I'm like I know her she's a fun kid she's very talkative she's very loud at home but like she's managed to keep quiet in public I think everyone else should be it's always different when when it's yours whether it's your kid or your family's kid like this is the thing um going on planes i've traveled a lot so there's you know we all hate this baby screaming they're in the bassinet and especially for long hauls you can't sleep but when it's your kid for some reason you have a little bit more of a like leeway you know and i also parents it's not easy like taking these kids around it's not easy i mean i would assume like i i feel like because when we go to dinner with her right and if she's crying, acting up, doing whatever, I get a little anxiety from that. I don't like that, you know, the noise, you know, like mm-hmm. the, we addressed. But we went to Disney, and she would be out and start crying, and I'd be like, yeah, well, what the frick does everybody expect? And it was the mo- that I, and in that moment, I immediately understood Disney, immediately. Because the second she started crying, I didn't care. I'll give you that. When she was acting up in Disney, I, I'm the same. She's, like, upset in public. I'm like, ooh, this is weird. I don't want to be that group. Um, in Disney... I'm like, she's just crying first. Like, yeah. everyone else will be crying very, very shortly. Yeah. It's really just a bunch of lasting... It's amazing because you go to, the, like, the Magic Kingdom, right? They're in front of that castle doing their performance. The second they stop, every single one of those kids start crying. Oh, yeah. Everybody that was laughing and cheering, they don't want them to go off the stage. And they just start bawling their friggin' eyes out. And it was amazing. It's the worst. It was, it was yeah. some pretty crazy stuff. But there's, like, the power of distraction with these kids. That's what I learned. Even when oh, they yeah. cry... You just distract them a little, like tears to like pure joy, and it's over nothing. They, it, it's a quick. It, they turn on a dime, and it, yeah. it's usually like you know people see the iPads that do it now. She was so very they, good on yeah. both plane rides there and back, but the second we landed in Newark, she projectile vomit <laughs> <laughs> all over the seat in front of her. Yeah, I wasn't, um, I wasn't on that. We're really going all over the place with this uh, podcast here. Sorry, I mean, do, I mean, are we at a point where we expect to stay on topic? I don't know. I mean, that's really more of a question for the viewers. I'm going to ask a question from 1972. Go ahead. Uh, from different dinner party etiquette. I'm going just off of the title, but I feel like this could be a fun one. My husband and I just received an invitation to a surprise 25th wedding anniversary party for a couple I'll call, quote, the Johnsons. <laughs> just, I don't know. I just like, 
I love old people. Like, and by the way, these people, you already know, definitely goners. Uh, which is not their real name. We've been friends with the Johnsons for many years. Here's the problem. About five years ago, Mr. Johnson and I started having an affair, and it's still going on, but nobody is wise. <laughs> I love that. Uh, not the affair that nobody is wise. That's fun. We really love each other, but we know it's hopeless. My question, should we go to the party? It would just be different, difficult for me to sit there and pretend to be happy with Mr. Johnson. There's, by the way, there's something. There's a little smirk with the Mr. Johnson. Johnson and yeah. Johnson? It's a... It's a Johnson's and do people still say Johnson as a word for dick? I mean, I guess. I think so. I think so. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Johnson pretends to love his wife, and it would probably be embarrassing for Mr. Johnson too. On the other hand, there's no excuse I can give my husband for not going. I uh, my only out would be getting sick at the last minute. If I did, my husband wouldn't go without me. And I wouldn't feel, and I would feel like a rat making him miss a good party. I'm not a very good liar. What should I do from undecided? So you feel bad about making him miss a good party, but you're totally cheating on him in your marriage. He's, he can't have a good marriage, but he can't miss a good party. People's um, priorities are all yeah, left up, even in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's like what... I don't want to make him miss a party where he's going to get embarrassed for the other guy I'm having an affair with. Like people are just so jacked, man. It's crazy, even back then. But it's easier to get away from with that stuff. I mean, there's no social media, right? You know what's so funny? Oh, Abby shitted on it every single time. Every single time we go back into an Abby question, I always think of it in terms of if social media were a thing now, what would it be like? Yeah. And somehow it makes every situation worse. Every single one of them. You know what I think about? I picture it in like the grainy footage of the 70s. You know what I mean? So like if you talk about like the 19, like 1912, I picture people in black and white walking very fast. Right. Like whatever I've seen in videos, how I picture life being in that time. Yeah. That does not contribute to the question. Mm -mm, no. Not at all. But that's, I picture it in like grainy. I'm feeling like the disco theme. Yeah, yeah. like, like, yeah. like, you know that, you know what I'm yeah. thinking about grainy? Like that like dark reddish, like video that you see that's how i picture this couple uh abby says if you've been carrying on with a fair mr johnson for the last five years you're better and nobody is wise you're a better liar than you think you are just go to the party no <laughs> that's <laughs> gangster Very fair point. oh my god <laughs> that was, that was really <laughs> so wait sorry these responses are current responses or no this is so from, from so that was from 1972 72 wow so uh kind of the whole theme of this show is basically like Al said, like how do you address that problem today? Slash, these were problems back then that were like pretty fun. Like they're just it's just a different, yeah. just a different time, you know. Uh, June twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six, McCook Daily Gazette. I want to start reading the newspaper names. There's some good. The last one was uh, was fun too. It was like the Bryant Post or something. Uh, Dear Abby, you recently listed the best place for women to meet men, but you left the best place for all the grocery store. Especially early Sunday mornings. I usually go between 7.30 and 8 a.m. And there are always lots of single guys there. They're like little boys. If they're shopping that early, you can be sure that they, uh, that they weren't at bars the night before. You can also tell a lot about a guy by the food he buys. They can never find anything and aren't afraid to ask for help. Uh, this is like a little sad, right? He's sad about this? Okay, hold on. Often they will go for the uh, ingredients and go into a certain recipe. I always tell them I'm not, uh, I am not sure of all the ingredients or the amounts, but if they will give me their phone number, I will call them and give them the info after I check my cookbook. I never give them my, fo I never give them my phone number until I've talked to them on the phone several times. What? How does that make sense? She called them. She called. Oh, different well, time, I man. Say, yeah, well, they could different time. Star six yeah. seven. Yeah, but stuff. wasn't yeah, but wasn't what was the call back number? Well, no, was it Star Six Nine? Star Six Nine, yeah. Star Six Nine would, yeah. would repeat the number back. Well, maybe to she Star Six Sevening them then. 
Do you realize that we used to, to get someone's phone number, we used to have to call an operator? Like, we, all of us, we used to have to call someone and be like, hello, is there a, I'm looking for the phone number of an Adam, of a guy named Adam. And they'll be like, one second, and for like four minutes, you're just on the phone waiting to get a like phone number. going through the atoms. Now I just type a number, and it'll somehow do you remember that emergency up. breakthrough you could do? Call the operator. Let's say your mom was like, the phone's <clears> engaged, and call the operator, and be like, it's an emergency. I didn't actually, know that. Yeah, we did that a few times. Really? Just with our I didn't know that. I remember yeah. a time where you didn't even need area codes. Like if you were calling, yeah, your yeah. Own, that was wild. yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I remember that too. Wow, that was. <laughs> we that just was described that as time. wild and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a good time. Uh, I'm gonna finish the question. I never give them my phone number until I talk to them on the phone several times, and I always call them back to ask how the recipe turned out. Abby, I've lived in several parts of the country, and I've met exci- exciting, interesting men in grocery stores everywhere I've lived. <laughs> Try it, ladies. It works. <laughs> Signed, this is the only reason this question is on here, isn't it? Signed, Love the Fresh Meat Aisle. Wow. So, <laughs> create a little name, though. Say what you want. Um, I guess that was really the only reason I read that was for the Fresh Meat Aisle. But so does she have, have a food ever, fetish? Is uh, that the thing? It sounds to me, first yeah. of all, um, 7.30, 8 a.m., I'm not in a position to meet any women whatsoever. Especially, <laughs> she said 8 a.m.? She says if you, the prime time to meet men at the grocery store is 7.30 to 8 a.m. What are they doing is she said because she, you know they weren't at bars the night before. Sunday, so it's before church. It's a good call too. It's a good call too. You know they're they're getting prepped for all that stuff. If you want to meet a nice guy, that probably is the time to go, I suppose. So I had a conversation uh, with there was two customers here and they were arguing. There was two girls and one doesn't use dating apps and one does use dating apps. And um, this kind of I'm gonna somehow work this question into into this story. Um, and they were arguing over which is which guys are worse to meet guys in public, guys at, at a public place. Or guys on an app. And um, do you, first off, do you guys have an opinion on that? On one? Well, it comes down to the public place, I would think. I, I don't think meeting anybody at a bar is a good idea, but that's the only place you really meet people. But I, I said if like. you were at a bar and you met a guy and you got their number and you exchanged names and all that, and then that guy turned around and met another girl that exact second, you'd be like, that guy is no good, right? I wouldn't say no good. I mean – well, that's what the girl would think. Oh, that's what the girl would think. The girl yeah. Would think. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I said, but you're on a couch. Do you think they swipe and like, oh, good, I met Liz? <laughs> <laughs> and they just put the phone down. I was like, what do you think happens? It's more turnover. It's it's a hundred percent. I was like, now it's just a room full of people he would like to fill a room with. Like, oh no, I would like it if the bar looked like this. I would like if the girls looked like that. Not none of you, you know. So uh, I, what public place or like physical place do you think is the best? Outside of a bar. Now it's an interesting question. The supermarket's not a bad call. I've never met anyone at the supermarket, but I live in a very young town. It, it would make sense if I if I was to Trader Joe's three hours a day, I don't have the I don't have the patience to do that. Guarantee you I, I meet at least I, one person. I don't believe I've ever met anybody at a supermarket, but I will say this. If I did, I would probably be more confident about it than meeting somebody at a bar. So at least in a minimum I'd be able to say, Oh, well, like, you know, they cook for themselves or they do this, they do that. But like also too there are things out there right now that make it, you know, easier to get food brought into your house. So it's, I, I feel like there's probably less people there. Like, so I wouldn't list it as a place where, like, I'm going to go to try and meet people. That's one of those things where it's just got to happen or it doesn't, you know. Um, if I had a dog, a dog park, I would park. think, yes. would be a really good place to meet somebody. Or where do you rank the gym? 
and for places, if you were going to meet somebody, you met them at the gym. Now we're talking from a girl's perspective. For, or guys? Well, for your perspective, personally, my perspective is I don't know. I'm always intimidated by the other people in the gym, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, oh, that guy has a much better shot at that shit, especially <laughs> if she's like really like uh, fit. Mm-hmm. But I think you know what it comes down to is um, subject matter. Like we we're just saying, uh, Trader Joe's. There's a lot of subject matter there. You can whether it's how fresh the produce is or how terrible the latest fad of that food is. Mm-hmm. You go to the gym. What are you going to talk about? It's, it's a little more limited, but then you do have more stuff. I think and I I've never, more I, like I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I I don't know the last time I was at a gym either. So we add that to driving <laughs> and sending emails. Three things that I just don't do. But I don't imagine I'd want to be bothered if I were a gym goer. Yeah. No, like, it's, not, it's, the, it's the least flattering faces you're probably ever going to make. I'm not there to look good. I'm not saying go there to meet people. I'm saying if you met someone in the following circumstances, at the grocery store, an app, the gym, or a bar, you know, what do you think the potential for success in that relationship is? I look at if I met somebody on an app, not very good. Met somebody at a bar, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much normal, right? The majority of the people that you meet are usually out in that type of a, a, a circumstance, right? Meeting somebody at the grocery store is probably the highest probability that this is a normal, regular person. Why I feel that way, I have no freaking idea. But it just seems to me to be like the most wholesome place to have it done. Exactly. The probability of someone being trashed at Trader Joe's at 8 a.m. versus a bar Friday night, you yeah. know. But I feel it always, you always need a follow up date, obviously, one or the other. I just feel meeting at bars is going to take a little bit more of a. a so I have an email process. here. Sorry to interrupt. I have, I have an email here that uh, it kind of works here with what we're talking about. Um, I don't know if you're probably, probably all cities, right, have Zog? I know New York does. That's I'm pretty sports, sure Boston that's does. Sports yeah, thing. it's like a. Like a uh, uh, what would you call it? Like a rec, just like a rec a sports league, yeah, but more yeah. for adults and fun. And, you know, like it's, it's a way to meet people. So a lot of people when they first move to a town like Hoboken or maybe if you move to New York City and you're not from there, you join Zog and you meet other kind of people that are like yourself. Um, I don't know if this is Zog. I probably shouldn't say that. But um, this is something like that, it sounds like. Uh, this is an email. This is to us, not to the Abby. This is to Dear Abby Mailbag. Hey, guys, love you both. and miss seeing your family on TV. Uh, seeing you guys with Marky, she is one lucky girl. I only write that to give myself a pat on the back and let you guys know how great we are. Appreciate it. Um, so I'm constricted and wanted a guy's perspective on how they would have handled it uh, if the tables were turned. We are well involved with our softball league. We had a spring fundraiser, and, of course, alcohol was flowing. Uh, after 15 minutes of watching our assistant coach, coach's wife talking to my husband at the bar, she came over to me and says, uh, you're lucky he's your husband. Otherwise, I'd have licked him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I initially, I was initially shocked and was stunned. Uh-huh. I didn't know how to react to it. Surprisingly, if I was sober, I think I would have started to pull off my earrings and pull back my hair. Oddly enough, uh, I was drunk and felt lost for words. I don't know if I should bring it up to her now. We're both sober. Just let it go. We're still have a full season to go. Oh, okay. So it's not a Zog type of thing. I didn't read the whole question. <laughs> I, um, it's, so they still have a full season to go. She doesn't want to make anything awkward. Um, so it's just the guy's team. So she's basically saying if the roles were reversed and a guy were to walk up to you and say, hey, you're lucky she's your wife. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have licked her. You're throwing down Did, right no, there. I'm, I'm taking off my earrings and pulling my hair back. <laughs> I'm going to fuck this guy up. Well, you can't, I wanna, you can't I say that. I don't know why she said he's kiss, not kissable. Like, what made him lickable? That's true. Well, yeah. well, that I, well, good question here, Chuck. Yeah, thank you. What is the 
bigger, what's the higher on the chain? Yeah, yeah. Do you aim for a kiss or do you aim for a lick in that case? Well, as or the guy? lick guys and kiss guys. Like, am I a kiss guy? Do you want to kiss me? Well, do you want to lick me? What kind of guy you, am you I? You look squeezable. <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable. Oh, I like man. that. That was good. I, I like it. I'll take a squeeze. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the licking thing, I, I feel like that really does drive home what she wants to do. Like, like that was a shot at her soul. And would she have licked him just, like, on the nose real quick, like, in public? <laughs> she said, I would have licked him, or was she saying, she, like, I would have I don't think that's where she would have done it. Him. I don't think that's where she would have done it. Honestly, I think that was a real shot. If she said, oh, my God, I would have totally made out with him, I would have been like, oh, that's an innocent little yeah. comment. Is it? Because you could say that and almost try and be well, cute about it without context. Licking is a totally different thing. See, I disagree. Yeah. I think making out with someone is the most passionate thing you could do. I've said this before in the past. No one ever goes to prison and gets made out with, okay, because it's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not primal. It's, no one goes to prison and they're like, oh, I was in the shower and a guy fucking made out with me. No, that's not what happens, okay? Because that's the thing that you save for someone that you really like, that you, that you love. You well, know. tongue or not, I think that also. But makes if it. she wants to lick him, you know that that's that to me is more. I almost want to say playful, very sexual. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the licking goes right to the uh, the more hardcore stuff when you get saliva. I agree, but I I'm saying if someone if somebody else, I'll, how about this? I'll I'll ask the same question that Lost for Words asked. Would you be more offended? But a little twist. Would you be more offended if someone said, "You're lucky she's your wife"? I would have licked her, or I would have made out with her. I mean, I think as a guy, it's bad no matter what. But yeah. which is worse? As which guy, one? Which I, one gets? Which one gets a three piece? Which um, one gets I, you a shove? I think that the here's a, here's a weird rationale. The made out for me is somehow worse because it implies she's kissing you back. <laughs> so I am gonna be like, yo, a lollipop doesn't lick yeah, you back. Right. It just gets licked. It's right, got nothing right. to do with it. So. That implies to me that my girl's going to be kissing you back, in which case you're totally getting fucked up, okay? <laughs> Number two, oh, I would have licked her is, yo, that's pretty fucking gross. And I feel like she would have fucked you up, in which case yeah. I would have fucked you up right. afterwards. And, like, so somehow the making out thing is worse. I think it's uh, the person, too, and the age. Like, if a grandpa came up and he's, like, semi-senile, is like, hey, your wife, I would, like, kiss her or lick her. I'd be like, oh, Gramps, yeah, that's funny. Move on. <laughs> and but it becomes it's... a compliment almost. Yeah, yeah. almost like a yeah, compliment. Right, right, but right. It, there's no, like, competition there. If it's a 25-year-old guy who's, like, my junior and super buff, then I'm going to get upset. Not much I could probably do about it, but, like, you know. Well, I guess we should answer her question, too. Should she say something now that they're sober? I say no because you got to put the team first. Um, <laughs> you gotta, it's mid-season. Come on. What are you doing? Did she say something to the guy? Did she? Is, that, uh, no, because the guy. I don't think the, it sounds to me like the guy was just being a, a pretty friendly guy with to his to his wife's team. I, I feel like she should say something to her guy and then get the instruction from him because it's, if it's his team, like because you didn't act on it in the moment. If she acted on it in the moment. You know, that's a different story. I think that's up to her. Now that she didn't, I think the response has to have some amount of, of consideration. Has anything close to this ever happened to either of you guys? Um, like someone wanting to lick me? No, like, like, uh, <laughs> like hope so. more so more so being from her perspective. Like a, like a guy kind of crossed the line a little bit with someone you're dating or married to. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and just to elaborate, and I think you guys are on to something about the hierarchy of advances – like even girls sometimes will pinch a guy's butt, you know. Oh, I get my first that's of all, I, I have a butt. You guys might not notice that. A squeezable but I do. butt. I get my butt gets pinched a lot in, in busy rooms. 
I've had my I don't mind. I've had my uh, junk grabbed more than a handful of times. By, but not even not even an introduction <laughs> thing. Like the grab came before the hello. Yeah. And I didn't even see who it was type stuff. This is like clubs and stuff, not at Trader Joe's, like we're saying. No, not at Trader Joe's. Yeah. That night, recently, no, that is, a you know. very old woman, um, like really groped me. I'm not kidding. Like, what do you mean? I was Where? standing at a host stand talking to a friend of mine who uh, who was at a restaurant. He was working. I was talking, catching up, whatever. And there was an older woman, and I kind of moved out of the way. But there's plenty, plenty, plenty of room. There was no. I wasn't blocking the door. I actually wasn't even in the way of the door. And. Um, I just saw a woman just basically went from like as if she was wrapping a championship belt around my waist, just like put her hand on my thigh and slid it the whole way across my ass and rubbed my back at the end and walked away. But she was really old. And I was like, let her have it. Let her have it. <laughs> Did it feel nice? Don't lie. Uh, it felt uncomfortable. I was a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. I, was, I felt a little bit violated. <laughs> but I was like, she was old enough that I really don't mind because – you never know, you know. Like, like what? Know. The only time I've ever really freaked out ever, we were in Atlantic City, and you were next to me at this. We were taking a picture, and somebody put their tongue in my ear. That was <laughs> that not. Was no, thank you at all. No, thank you. No thanks. Oh, man. And then, uh, so, oh, sorry, that just distracted me. We're Your story is great. I kind of brought you back. You're out of breath right now. No, I just right? went to a different email, and I, I messed myself. It sounds up. like that lady was trying to like baby you first, squeeze you, then burp you. <laughs> it was for some reason it just didn't bother me that much being uh, being kind of groped like that. But I had oh I had a story about someone crossing the line. That's oh I was dating someone one time. We were in an Uber, and um, the guy and let me know if this is like I don't I don't think it's offensive because I didn't take offense to it. But the fact that he had an accent made it okay. <laughs> like if an American Uber driver said this to me, I would have been pretty upset. But he had an accent, so it didn't bother me. I don't know if that is that is that offensive to anyone? I don't know. I don't know. It's twenty nineteen, guys. Things are different. Now. Yeah. It is. So I was in an Uber and uh, I was <laughs> I was waiting uh, for the for my at the time girlfriend to get into the Uber and uh, I was like, oh, my girlfriend will be out in just a second. And when she got out of the restaurant, he looked at me and he went. Is that your girlfriend? But sarcastically. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then she got in the Uber and he was like, that's really your girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, dick. And he, and he drove away and he dropped us off and he went, you're lucky. You're crazy. <laughs> I, I was so offended by it. If it were, if it were like a 21-year-old kid, I'd be like out of the car. But he was like a 40-year-old Middle Eastern guy, and he kind of had a funny accent about it, and I kind of it felt playful. But none of it was playful. Like he, he was pissed. Like he drove the whole car like in a pretty bad mood. I, I didn't really understand it. I had a waiter come up to me one time and said, you have to have a lot of money to keep up with this one. <laughs> and I was offended, and then he turned out to be right. And, and then after that, after that, you know, it kind of made a little bit more sense. Maybe it was onto something. All right, dinner guest etiquette. We kind of touched on this a little bit before. Oh, it's very, um, it's hard to read though. Look at, can I read it on the laptop? See it? Sorry guys, we got some technical difficulties. Here we go, much better. Oh, why is that? That's really different than yours. Weird. All right, so let's make this kind of last question. We'll we'll run with it for a little bit. Uh, I think we're gonna keep this going. Chuck you around. You're, yeah, you're I'm here. Hang. And then uh, my mom's. Is it cool if my mom hangs? Absolutely. All right. So um, dinner and guest etiquette. Dear Miss Manners, uh, that's like a, that's kind of the Casey Affleck 
of Dear Abby, if you're not familiar with the hierarchy. We have a few that we use. But humor's manners. If you have a robot vacuum cleaner that runs through your house, this is not a 70s question, I'm assuming. <laughs> this is at the earliest whatever year Rocky IV came out. Unless I like, love the Jetsons. Uh, if, you, if you have a robot vacuum cleaner that runs through your house regularly and it begins uh, its scheduled run while you have casual company over, is it impolite to let it continue or should the job be canceled? <laughs> I love how serious you made that. Should the job be canceled? Hold on. Does it matter if it's currently running in another room where you can hear it? But it's not underfoot. You are probably a very stressful person's house to go to. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I got – I feel like anybody who's got a robot vacuum cleaner is like our dad, okay, who has a robot vacuum cleaner. And anybody that's got the robot vacuum cleaner can't help but tell you it's like the CrossFit of vacuum cleaners. And like it's like they're vegan – it's like the veganism of vacuum cleaners. They have to tell you that they've got a friggin' robot doing it. So they'll let that shit run. They'll just let it scurry around like as if it was a so dog. This, so this – I can relate to this person because I have AirPods. But I'm not a dick. So I feel mm. like they're so commonly associated with each other. And I have a hard time where I almost feel the need to apologize to people when I pass them on the street. Because I, I, for whatever reason, there's a stigma that comes with AirPods. Um, however, uh, she, I'm with Al on this one where she feels the need to let a complete stranger know that mm. she has a robot. Yeah, she's stunting on the robot. I don't robot. really have an answer for this question because I don't care. And then she just a thug about it. Like <laughs> she, just, she just sits cross arm like, you ain't about this robot yeah, life. I just don't understand why she <laughs> You know what I, I mean? don't care about Just let the Roomba, she just Roomba run. She screams at like yeah. Siri and Alexa in a robot vacuum. Like all her little like AI slaves. She's just yelling at all, their, all of her servants. Uh, and then Miss Manners came in. I just don't like the way she said this. Appliances may be heard but should not be seen. The robot vacuum cleaner can therefore be left at, uh, to its own devices if it can be trusted not to make an appearance in the living room. Like, calm the fuck down. Well, what kind of robot? What, yeah, how much noise written, is you know? it making? Like, is it like I don't know. Because um, maybe there are robots says, for different. Ms. Manner says <laughs> in this anticipate. There's no year on this, by the way, uh, of the inevitable invention of the washing machine that left the water. Basically, she's saying. If you can trust this robot, which I don't know, for those of you that know me, know I'm terrified of robots. Um, <laughs> we just got, uh, we had a, uh, a flash. We, we just flashed. <laughs> we just had a flash. <laughs> it was, <laughs> uh, that threw me off guard. So, um, I mean, what do you say to the, va to the vacuum lady? I have nothing at all. Uh, I mean, uh, do, what, do you, is there a, is there anything technology-wise that you become addicted to? Can we go into that? I mean, like I think everybody's that, addicted to their phone. No, right? like more, less obvious than that. Ring. Like, like I love ring. 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 Yeah, that well, I mean, that, and that works for you. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Nice. Um, I mean, I've never been a coffee drinker until these pods came out. Mm. I never made myself like an espresso before until this, this machine came to be. Yeah, that's true. I got a little bit into the espresso world. I've also gotten deep into. Um, uh, I like Apple TV. Yes. You know, worst like remote that, ever. No, it's a bad remote because it's great system. Lose it. Worst remote in the world. Yeah. Marky hit ours the other day. I don't blame her. Everybody was freaking out looking for it, and she put it in her little dog thing. And I literally went in front of the other one, and she went, Oh, oh, because she calls me. And she pulled the thing out and showed it. I was like, You bitch. Hey, um, <laughs> we're, we're wrapping up right now, but I just want, since this episode is called Chris Man's 08, I have a couple shout outs to give out. Oh, my God. Uh, Naley Gonzalez oh gave me a dollar, said, Half for you, half for Albie. Just listen. Uh, please do de another Dear Don. That's right now, isn't it? Aren't we doing that in like an hour? I'm going to be doing that in very short. Or next week. Is that what I'm supposed to say? I don't know. Whenever we uh, decide to let this go. Uh, and then she sent me another one. Dear Albie, just heard the episode where you gave your Venmo. So she sent me $2. Good for her. Uh, oh, that's why half for you have got it. 
So, uh, Michelle Woltz, just because it's funny and it drives Alvy crazy, been following you all since MJ aired. Five dollars. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't have to disclose. What's the now. What's the most someone has given you? Oh, so I'm about far. to read it to you. Oh my I'm about god, to read it I gotta throw up. Um, I still don't know what to do with this money, but I did. I, we'll get into it in a minute. I think I, I wanted. I want to really piss you off somehow with, yeah, with all of these people's you're money. You're doing it right now. At their, literally at their expense, <laughs> I want to piss you off. I just don't know what to do yet. Um, for being my favorite band, on to aggravate Al. These are the funny ones that are about to come in. There's like This is what most of them are. And I'm sorry, I have to give the name. Stephanie Bender and Michelle Who's It. Uh, Elizabeth to annoy Al. Joey, uh, I just lost a bet on the Oscars. And, the, <laughs> and actually, I wrote back to them. I said, what was the bet? And they said, the loser, uh, whoever picked whatever the category was, uh, the loser had to Venmo you a dollar. <laughs> so that's a fun game if anyone wants to play it at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sarah, I will pay you the next time you don't have. I, listen, I'm going to read them every time. And this isn't nice, but I'm going to read it. Uh, Al, if you have a response to this, let it go. I'll pay you every time you now don't have a live podcast with Sorority Girls again. I thought they were great. I thought it was a good episode. But, I mean, you know, what we're going to eventually do, and there's interest, is do live shows where we invite you guys to actually come and ask your own questions. We'll probably do it, like, once a month. That's going to be so hard to organize. Theater style. But um, we've got a lot of interest for it, so we're going to do it. Please feel free to write us. It's not about Suggest right places and one. tell us not to do this if it's stupid. Uh, Whitney Page, just to piss off Al. <laughs> Someone else is the highest one I ever got. They're doing exactly what they want to do. $21, and it just says Sunday, Monday. You should be punched in your big, <laughs> dumb face. $21? Somebody just spent $21. You suck. You you suck. How crazy All right, is that? We're out of Thank here. Thank you for entertaining my kid, Mom of the Year. That was Kate. Never oh, done. Oh, guys. Please stop doing that. We're out. <laughs>